everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 231 today. And today's topic is Power Book 2 Ghost, episode 301, Your Perception, Your Reality. The description reads, a new semester at Stansfield means a fresh start for Tariq. Braden is learning the ropes at Weston Holden's. Under his uncle Lucas, Monet grieves the loss of Zeke while Kane searches for a new connect. So y'all already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down, dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, I will play the trailer for next week. And then I will play a sleeper for you guys in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pod father. As always, if you need to get in touch with me, my Facebook is Alicia Shanice, Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews, email Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me if you have any special recap requests, with that being a TV show, a movie, a docuseries, a music album, or if you have any business or brand or anything you're working on that you would like for me to shout out free of charge. I show love to who shows love to me and love whom loves me. So you just hit me up on any one of those platforms, inbox, DM, or email, and I will shout your brand or whatever you got going on out, or I will get your recap request out within a week or two. Or if you just want to, you know, saying hit me up and say, what's up? That's cool too. And you can always follow my music playlist exclusively on Spotify. If you type in Shanice Loves, you'll see my picture profile pop up. If you click on that, it'll take you to all of my playlists. And I got every genre because your girl got some long range music ears. And if you listen to my podcast on Spotify, do me one little favor and just click follow. You know what I'm saying? Just, just click that little follow button for me. It'll really help me out. If you listen on Spotify, just make sure to follow me on there. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. We about to start season three of Power. And we, we about to be here for 10 weeks <laughs> to see what this season does. If you guys follow Lil Meech or Michael Rainey Jr. on uh, Instagram, you'll see that they've been going back and forth in a friendly way, brotherly way, of course. All fun, fun, fun. Talking about who got the best show. You got Meet Lil Meech talking shit about BMF being the best. And then Reek talk, uh, Michael Rainey Jr. talking about Power Book 2 being the best. So they kind of go back and forth a little bit. So... BMF season two was solid. We about to see what season three doing. Then we'll be able to see who got the best show. Me, myself, I probably got the slide on over to BMF just because I'm from Michigan. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know I support everything 50 Cent. I support everything uh, Power Universe. I am an honorary member of the Greenlight Gang. I have initiated myself. <laughs> so um, I support everything 50 Cent over here. Out of all of the power spinoffs, y'all know for my day one listeners, my favorite is Raising Canaan. But I, I thoroughly enjoy Power Book 2 as well. And it just shows how good of an actor Michael Rainey Jr. is because I watched everything, the original Power. I loved it. Um, and I hated his character in there and for me to trans for him to transition is make to make me actually root for him that just shows he's doing a damn good job <laughs> but um 
you know, shouts out to the whole Power Universe, the whole Stars, uh, 50 Cent Greenlight Gang. One thing I will say about Power Book 2 Ghosts is their wardrobe, their clothes, A1. A1. One thing you're going to see in this show is they're going to be dressed to impress. So we're about to get into it. Let's talk Power Book 2 Ghosts. Hey y'all, it's your girl Shanice and I'm just coming in and checking in with y'all to remind y'all to protect y'all energy as I always say. Life is at, you know, we have very different stresses at all time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent, you know? And that could be a solo trip, a trip with your boo thing, a family trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever. Just let me let y'all know this right now. Visit T Booked It. T B B O O K E D I T. Follow them on Instagram on Instagram. Or you can send them an email at tbbookedit at gmail.com. The world is a beautiful place. Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At TB Booked It, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know, your girl Shanice, she sent you there. Name is Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. Did y'all miss that opening like I missed that opening? So, season three, it opens up and we see that um, it goes three months back. And we see um, Davis. We see Davis. He's getting getting rid of the ring. Remember the ring? The big blue diamond ring that um, Tariq gave him from Mecca's Belongings. He's getting rid of it so he can get paid. It's a 4.5 carat blue diamond ring, and it's auctioned off for $5.5 million. So it cuts to Central Park, and we got Sally and Harry. They having a sweet little moment. He proposed, and she all excited. And then we get introduced to the new villains of the season. And they enter. They assassinate them very dramatically, if I must say. I'm not really going to get too excited about Noma, the new villain, because power 
has a tendency to get us all geeked up for these new big bad villains and they all go down a little too easy for me um if we go back to the original power i think the one who i loved the most was lobos but then they brought on Milan, and Milan, he was a really, really good, intriguing villain. And the way Ghost and Tommy took him out was just too easy for me. And then, you know, I got to see, I got excited for um, Proctor's cousin Benny. Tommy took him out too easy. <laughs> so, I mean, they just always do this. And it's in the Power Universe, it's not just Power Book 2. They always get us so excited for these big, bad villains. And by episode 10, they just take them out like a, you know, a kid at the candy store. It is just so easy. So, you know, Noma, she come in big and bad. She sl slice and dash uh, Miss Sally hand off and take the ring to her, you know. So, I mean, she come off devious, but we gonna see uh, who takes her out by episode 10. So, you know, that was a very um dramatic entrance for the show <laughs> but then we go to Tariq we see he's getting packed up he's moving out of the Weston's room remember he was roommating with Brayden they were in the the room that was only for the Weston's and we learn that him and Miss Effie has spent the summer together and now she's transferring to Stansfield herself so as he's sitting there, he's packing up and he gets to looking at pictures. He's reminiscing. We see the picture of Raina, then of Yaz, then of, you know, him and Big Mama. And then the last picture is of his lost love, Lauren. So we also see him and Effie. They are officially a couple now. And um, I love it because out of all of his love interests, I always thought she was the best one for him. I, I I never thought him and Diana they was cool um Lauren was just such a good girl and Tariq is just so grimy you know what I'm saying and Effie is grimy as well so I just thought they all just went perfectly together so I'm, I'm here for him and Effie I want to see what their um love does um so you know, Effie has always been her own woman. She's always did her own thing. And she goes on to tell Tariq that, like, even though I'm transferring here, I do not want to just be known as Tariq's girl. I want to be my own woman, you know. So as they're talking, in bus in the Westons. And I had to agree with the sister, Brayden's sister, that um, her mom, Mama Weston, she was annoying and embarrassing as hell. She come in there, this is the Weston's room, Tariq. Like, bitch, shut up. You know, <laughs> just shut your ass up, okay, Miss Weston? So um, we see the sister, she will be taking over the room this year. And we later learn in the episode she's going to be um, roommating with uh, Diana. But Miss Weston was just going on and on and on. Like her husband wasn't dressed up with, in blackface with his homie years ago. Her son Trace ain't no damn cokehead. Brayden is Brayden, you know. So just just stop it. And ain't no telling what the hell her daughter into. So why she bragging about who the Westons are, bitch, please. So we get to the next scene. And over at the Tejada house, it's just a mess. David shows up. We see um, the penthouse was left to Monet. And <laughs> let, let's talk about Monet. M Monet, I, listen, Mary, y'all know I love my Mary J. Blige. I have to give it to her. She was killing this episode. Like, I loved every minute of it. Just her showing 
her grieving and you know what I'm saying? She just had that stank attitude towards everybody. Like she don't trust nobody. I thought she put on an amazing performance. So shout out to Mary J. Blige, one of my favorite singers. She did the damn thing. Just the emotion she brought of grieving her her son, her golden child, and basically saying to hell with everybody else in her family. Like Monet was just, she just didn't give a fuck. She, um, she don't want to talk about nothing with nobody unless they bring in Zeke's killer to her so she can put a bullet in their head. So I loved her whole fuck the world attitude because you know, Zeke, that was her golden child. That was her baby, you know? So, you know, she goes off on Davis he used to it as long as the check clearing. Then she go off on Lorenzo and he like, you ain't going to keep talking about talking to me like that, Mo. And she like, Nick, fuck you. <laughs> he can't even really say nothing or yell back at her because he know he was the one who killed her son. So she sends Kane and Drew to go live at the penthouse. And you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it was just me. But Monet was the only one grieving uh, Zeke. Everybody else didn't let them give a damn. But it has been three months. And in the trailer, it looks like they're going to show a funeral. So I'm like, okay, unless it's going to be like a, a flashback of the funeral. Did they wait three months to bury her son? I know the dedication towards the end of the episode was just for school. But in the main trailer, you could see... Um, Kane and Drew bringing a pallbearer so I don't know if it's going to be a flashback or did they wait three months to bury Zeke but I guess we'll see so they run off happy that they didn't got the penthouse and it cuts to the next scene and we go to Weston Holdings where this is the Weston's company this is their family company and we get Braden and Trace and y'all know Trace is always good for a laughter because he is just an asshole but he is so good at it I like Trace because <laughs> Trace going to be Trace. So Trace and Brayden, they get walked in by their father to learn the family business. We meet Uncle Lucas and Uncle Lucas seemed like he going to be cool. Like he going to be something else, but it seemed like Uncle Lucas might be a little cool. You know what I'm saying? He not all uptight like his damn brother. So we meet Kiki. Uh, she's one of the girls who works there. She's um like a top employee and she'll be working with Brayden. And I can already see these two going to hook up some way. This probably going to be his love interest for the season. So I can't wait to see how that plays out. Um, in the next scene, it goes back to the Tejada house and we see Diana. She takes Monet some food. And I must say again, I love Monet's whole energy, especially with Diana. This entire episode, she, you know what I'm saying? She just was like basically to hell with Diana because the whole downfall with the whole Tejada family, it came from that damn dinner table with Diana playing, you know, private investigator and doing too much. You know, even when Lorenzo ran off and shot Zeke, it was because of her running that goddamn mouth of hers. And uh, when uh, her brother had took her that bag, he told her not to look in it. Her nosy ass went to looking in it, told Lorenzo. He went to the hangar and he popped Zeke, thinking that was Dante. So a lot of this shit is Diana's fault. And I loved Mary's attitude. I mean, when it is Mary J. Blige. I love Monet's attitude towards Diana's nosy ass. So she goes in the kitchen crying as usual and her poppy tells her she can go to Stansfield. 
Now, this was a little unrealistic for her just to go to Stansfield in the middle of a school semester and she didn't got an accepted into one school. Now she get bored in room. A little unrealistic. But however, I see what the writers are doing. They want everything centered around the college. So it'll bring more drama. So it'll be really, really good for entertainment. But, you know, just a little unrealistic. You know what I'm saying? But but it's TV. It's TV. But I get it. I get it. So now everybody about to be going to Stansfield. So we get to the next scene and we got Dean Juan and Tate. They having lunch regarding him continuing his stay at Stansfield. And as they're talking, Tariq interrupts about his housing situation because he ain't got no room no, no more. And we learn from Dean Juan that the students don't feel safe with him on campus. And Tate does what Tate does and calls Dean out on his bullshit and the justice system on young black boys. And you know what I'm saying? Tate represents. Dean Juan can't even say nothing. He got to, you know what I'm saying? He's like, you know what? You're right. You're right, Tariq. But if anything else happens. So we know Tate. Don't nothing come for free with Tate. So we know sooner or later a price or a debt going to be owed from young Tariq to Tate. But I love when Tariq and Tate work together because, you know, that Tate funny as hell. <laughs> And that's another character that transitioned well in my eyes because in the original Power, I couldn't stand Tate. But in Power Book 2, I like Tate. I like Tate. So we get into the next scene. And we got the big party going down at the penthouse. Drew and Everett, they show up thinking they about to have some alone time, but they got a rude awakening. And... Kane meets with the new connect Kai who wants basically, you know what I'm saying? They talk a little business and he like, I want 60%. I don't give a damn who your daddy is or how I got in the game. And we see that Kai, he's portrayed by, um, Sean Nelson. Do y'all remember Sean Nelson? He played in the wood. He was the young little Mike, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, I ain't seen him acting in a while. It was good to see him, you know, 50 cent shout out to 50 cent. He'd be giving so many people just, roles in these shows like it just be so dope so um we see that uh kai he don't back down he like i said 60 percent. so he walk out mad um i mean he walk out not giving a fuck kane is pissed off of course he even pissed off when he see everett and so was i because i'm like <laughs> i'm like oh lord here Everett. <laughs> but anywho so, you know what I'm saying? Kai don't back down and they not giving him, giving up 60%. So now they still need a new connect. In the next scene, Tariq meets up with Bash and we learn him and Stern, they are no longer together. So he needs income. So he starts threatening Tariq for money and letting him know if he don't have no money from Tariq in, set by, in seven days, he going to go to the NYPD. But all I could think of when he was saying that is, fool, will you even make it in seven days to receive your funds? Do you know you're talking to a St. Patrick? So we seen how that went. Now we get into the next scene and Brayden and Tariq meet up with Kang. They meet up at the penthouse. They talking, you know, Kang got to throw his jabs at them. And while they talking, in bus in Norma, I mean, Noma, whatever her name, Noma and her crew, she got her old girl hostage. Remember, this was one of Mecca's main assassins, the chick Rocky. So Rocky don't even know what's going on. She like, I don't know who killed Mecca. I don't know where the product is. I don't know shit. But as soon as she called Noma by her name, Noma just blast her ass. So 
we end up getting the backstory, the history between Mecca that he was Noma's fiance. He was her number one lieutenant. He was her federal informant. He was the one who kept her rivals away. We just learned basically, hell, Mecca, he was her every damn thing, right? So, and that was her damn ring. So we just, <laughs> we're like, okay, you know, say so he was over here sweet talking Monet, ready to, you know what I'm saying, ready for the world with her. Like, where the hell you come from? But okay, Noma, I can't wait for her and Monet to go face to face. But, you know, Tariq assures her, like, look, we the trio right here, me, Kane, and Brayden. We was moving Mecca product. We can move your product. We got people, you know, in the law systems, too. So I don't know how they're going to pull this off, but we'll see by the end of the season. So she agrees. Her um her team, they tell her, like, I don't know about this. <laughs> These little kids, you know, saying, they, what the hell they, how the hell they going to hold a candle up to Mecca? He was, you know, the number one informant. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We see it by the end of the episode. They got the product. So Tariq assures her that the operation will keep going smoothly. She gives him a chance. But when Kane goes back home and he tells uh, his parents, Lorenzo is like, I ain't working with nobody who worked with Mecca. And Monet, she is just over it. She wanted out of the game. M- Monet just don't give a damn. She don't give a damn how dangerous they is. She don't give a damn who could get hurt. Zeke is dead. That's all she care about. Zeke is dead. So we get into the next scene. And Tariq goes to tell Davis about Noma and the ring. And all this shit started because he auctioned off the, wing, the ring. But Davis, he like, because he tell Davis, like, you know, when me getting back in the game, I'm going to need you on standby. But you know Davis, he just like, take. I'll be on standby, but it's a, it's, a, it's a fee, young man. But Tariq, he pushes back, like, my brother, your fee is my discretion. Your fee is my silence, not telling this crazy-ass lady who you are. So while they talking, we see uh, Cooper Sacks, he is snooping. Because we know that he promised Jenny that he would help take Davis down, Tariq down, and everybody. So, it goes back to Stansfield. And now we see Diana. She gets roomed with Brayden's sister in the Weston's room. Brayden's sister's back, Becca. And we see that they both then Googled each other and told each other they ain't going to tell each other. Parents, they living with each other. So, we'll see how this interesting roommate ship goes. Now, in the next scene, we go to class. Everybody in this damn class. We get introduced to the new professor. And her name is Professor Bonnet. And she's portrayed by Keisha Sharp. Keisha Sharp, she plays in a lot of different shows. So it was really good to see her in here as well. Now this class, we got Diana. We got Reek. We got Effie. We got Prashandria. We got Brayden's sister. We got the whole damn college in this class. And we got a new TA. His name is uh, Tashin. And it looks like he's going to probably be Diana's love interest this season. So hopefully she'll finally get over Tariq. So we're going to see how all this go. Now, it was just a little quick scene in the classroom. They got to talking about, you know, racial stereotypes and all of that. And then we go back to Weston Holdings. And we see all of the people who work at Weston Holdings, they are all cokeheads. 
Trace ends up almost having a meltdown, arguing with one of the guys working there when he come at the braiding. But of course, Trace wasn't taking up for braiding. Trace just wanted to pull a power move, call, you know, letting them know that he's a Weston. Like somebody give a damn about that last name. But you know, Trace gonna be Trace. And we, we, look, we like Trace, right? Trace is cool. I like Trace. So... We get into the next scene, and with Kane being Kane, he goes to mess with Effie, asking her if, you know, Tariq told her that he was back in the game. But Effie, she she played it smooth. She like, Tariq is my man. I don't have to go around looking for stuff. He he tells me everything. Bye, Kane. Yeah, I know Kane going to try to holler at Effie. So we see Davis. He is still working hard on getting his brother out of uh, – prison and his health is still declining drastically so i i hope this season we see his brother get out of prison we know sax is supposed to be working on that but sax too busy you know basically feeding information to jenny you know he ain't even basically helping with this so we gonna see but hopefully we get to see more red man's character this season so in the next um, scene, we see Jenny and Sax. They still kind of going strong, but by he ain't giving her a lot of information, she ain't really giving up that na-na to him. So we see she playing the hell out of him because towards the end, we see what she got going on. So then we go to the next scene, to young Tariq St. Patrick. He catches his first body of the season. He kills the dude Bash. But Bash asked for it. Bash would not stop talking shit. He would not quit talking shit. He ended up getting slashed up. And we see what Tariq number one trigger is going to pick going to be this season. Every time they compare him to his father, it pisses him off. So we see that's going to be his number one trigger. And Kane and Brayden, they was on their way upstairs to kill uh, Bash. But by the time they got up there, he already, you know what I'm saying, dead. So the new trio, Brayden, Kane, and, and Reek, they got to get rid of the body. So <clears throat> then we see Blanco for the first time. And I'm I'm so interested to see on how this is going to tie in with each other. Because if you guys watch all of the Power Universe You'll see, um, remember at the end of Power Book Force with Tommy, Blanca showed up and she had information that Tommy was in Chicago. So I hope that we kind of get a little collision going on where Force collides with um, with uh, Power Book 2 because I want to see Tariq and Uncle Tommy work together again. And then it'll be cool to see on if they collided together and merged it together if Tariq how you know saying if he could do some business in Chicago because remember Tommy's little nephew they all about the same age so you know saying we'll see how it go we'll see if it all combined it is now all a part of the universe and this like raising Kane in his past but these two are still in a present time running up against each other so we'll see so then we get into Oh, well, no, Blanco, she meets up with Jenny. Um, we see that they both got their own thing going on. Blanco's still working on everything. She still know Tariq was at the penthouse when Mega died. Mega was murdered. And Jenny, we know what she got 
Lauren hidden somewhere. So we see that they're gonna put their heads together and they both hide information so they can get 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 the case done. And they trying to get the Rico case on Reek. So we gonna see how it go because we know Blanca she don't she gonna go for it and Jenny she she gonna go for it too. They both all in for this job and they want to take Tariq St. Patrick down. He is the last man standing from the original power. You know, at first they thought Tommy was dead, but that's gonna end up coming out that he's alive. But Tariq is the last one they need to take down. And then, you know, the way Jenny was uh, embarrassed in court, she can't let it go. So we'll see. <clears throat> now, Effie and Reek, they talk. She asked him where he was since he went missing. For, <laughs> she like, she like, you went MIA. Where was you at? For number one, she trying to see where he was at because Kane and told her he back in uh, that Tariq is back in the game. And then also Diana is at the college, so she want to make sure her man wasn't with Diana. But he tells her the truth. And I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I like them together. I like Effie and Tariq together. Like they they cut from the same cloth. So in the next scene. We see Tate. He has history with the um new professor. So this is going to be interesting. He got history with her. And uh, we're going to see how it all come together. You know, this is probably going to be a little interesting duo right there. Because he had a date, Miss Angela Davis, on his hand. But he couldn't keep his eyes off this professor. So I can't wait to learn what their history is about. And see how their, their little love interest story will be. Because they definitely going to mess around. But I don't know, because I predicted that he was going to mess around with Carrie, but shit, Carrie was messing with every damn body. So we get into basically like the last scene. We get to the dedication for Zeke, and Diana has planned it. It's very beautiful. And the only one happy out of the Tejada family to see Diana is her dad. Monet just looks, <laughs> Monet just looked at her. <laughs> Monet looked at her like this little bitch. <laughs> she, I love Listen, I was here for it. She just looked and rolled her eyes. Diana went over there and started crying. And we see the dude from her class. Um, he he um comes and he, you know, kind of jokes with her and flirts with her. So I think that's gonna be her love interest for the uh sh the season. Cause you know, say so you can see that they had their eyes on each other in the classroom. So then we get the appearance from Lil Mo. She lays them beautiful vocals out and does the song. And, you know, they retire Zeke's jersey. And I love the emotion coming from Monet. She was showing in this episode. It was just, you know what I'm saying? Like, she really brought the emotion out of her, out of it. And she gets the breaking down and reminiscing about Zeke. And they get the uh, showing flashbacks. Um, while she runs off, Tariq does his speech. And he does good. He even does good when somebody yelled from the crowd that he wasn't shit. So, you know, he got to thinking about everything that he has done in the past, but he still remains control, does a good speech, and, you know, warms the crowd. But then after that, he goes to check on Monet, and they have a nice moment. She tells him, like, look, you're the only one I trust because you was the only one with me when Zeke was killed. So she like, you always got your eyes open. You always seem to see something that, you know, see things that everybody else don't see. I need you to find out who killed my son and why she's talking to him. Lorenzo, he mean mugging from the background. But Tariq, you know, he tells her, like, you can trust me. I got your back. No matter what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the bottom of this. So... <clears throat> 
we go back to Jenny's office and she is going off on Whitman because Whitman has been scoping out Dante's apartment. Whitman feels guilty. Jenny feels guilty too, because they know how hard they came down on Carrie Ingram last season. So they still feel like they saying suicide, but they pretty much know she didn't commit suicide. So I can see Whitman is going to be out of control. He's going to be obsessed with bringing down Monet Tejada because he has a feeling that she killed Carrie. And we know last season that, that Detective Whitman, he was obsessed with Carrie. So <clears throat> it goes to like the last, the last other scene, uh, the new crew. They go to work. We got Tariq, Braden, Effie, and Kane. That's the new, that's the new crew right there. And they get to the warehouse. It's full of product. It's full of product. And Noma, her man goon, he don't even believe, he don't even like Americans, it seemed like. And he don't have no faith in them. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? From the trailer, we can pretty much see who gonna be uh where they gonna be doing a uh little hustling at the most. But you know what I'm saying? That was a lot of product. That was a lot of product that got to move. So we're going to see how it goes. And then it goes to the very, very last thing. And Jenny, oh, Jenny. She pulls up at the house. Flashes her badge. So you know it's somewhere she got, you know, somebody staying at. And when she walks in the house, look who's alive. Miss Lauren. So for all the people who had theories that Lauren wasn't dead, they was right. Hell, I didn't know. We never seen a body. So... You know, it was 50-50 with me. But where does this leave Effie? What happened? You know, we'll find out. <laughs> We're here. Got 10 weeks of it. Well, now we got nine more weeks of it. I think it's going to be a very interesting season. I'm about to play the trailer for um next week. And then I have a sleeper for you guys. So if you're new to the platform, welcome, welcome, welcome. We will be having recaps every Sunday of Power Book 2 and seeing who got the best show because y'all know michael ranning jr and uh little Meech, they like to go back and forth bmf was fired this season so let's see what power book two ghost does and i have a feeling it'll be very very entertaining and good they got some heavy hitters in this show so we'll see here is the trailer for next week All right, that's the um that's the episode for episode two. It's uh titled Need vs. Greed. It looks like they're gonna come up um quick off this new product and they're gonna be using the traders at Weston Holdings. So that's gonna be real interesting because you know they ass gonna get caught some type of way, and Daddy Weston is gonna be pissed off at Braden. And then we probably, I can see Uncle Lucas getting tied into all that too. And then probably uh, Brayden's new love interest, Kiki. So, you know what I'm saying? That whole Weston Holdings thing, that's going to be good and interesting. Especially with Trace being involved. Because Trace, he bring comic relief because he is just such a fucking douchebag. But um, it looked like Monet's still going to be on a warpath. She wants Zeke's killer. And Lorenzo probably going to try to blame somebody else for it. But I believe mid-season she's going to find out that Lorenzo killed her son. And then they're going to be beefing. And y'all already know who's going to be on her side. 
Kane. Kane is Monet's number one rider besides Tariq and then Drew and Diana probably going to be on Lorenzo's side. That's just my prediction. We seen Kane torturing somebody. I don't know who that's going to be. And then, you know, Lauren, her, hopefully I can't wait to find out like what the hell happened. Like, you know, how did she even get with, um, with Jenny and Effie left her at Gump? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even have a theory for that one. I'm just going to watch it with y'all. And then we'll go from there. And as the show proceeds, that's when I'll be able to put my little theories together. But I hope y'all tune in each week for my recaps. I think this is going to be a very entertaining season. So I do have a sleeper for you guys. Um, let's do a throwback. Let's do a, um, a 90s throwback. Let's do some R&B. We normally do hip-hop for sleepers, but let's just do... I'm going to throw you all back with this one. This is a throwback, throwback. Yo, what up? This is Clef with Mary J. girls with my cool stick guitars. You know what I'm saying? Yo, fellas got any problems with the chicks? I want you right now to turn the lights down low. Pull your girl up next to you. If this devil comes for me tonight, girl, I want you to know that I love you. And no matter how tough I would appear, only to you I would reveal my tears. So tell the police I own the night. Messing around with you is gonna give me life. But when I look into your eyes, man, you're worth that sacrifice. Yeah. If this is the kind of love that my mom used to warn me about, man, I'm in trouble. I'm in real big trouble. Yeah. But every time I look at 
right, y'all, that was 911, Mary J. Blige and Wyclef John. That was definitely a throwback. Um, that was my sleeper in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pop father, Joey. So we had a busy, busy weekend. I got Snowfall out, Bel Air, BMF, and now Power Book 2 Ghost. I won't be back on until Thursday till we cover episode six of Snowfall. I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Protect your energy and please stay away from anybody who is an enemy to your energy. Focus, 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 and move in boldness. Know the sky is the limit, and you can go after anything you want. If you want it, believe it, and you will achieve it. I know it sounds cheesy, but hey, the times we living in now, stress is at an all-time high. So I'm here to tell y'all, protect your energy and go after what you want. No distractions. Get your dribble right. And I will be back on Thursday. Do not forget, you guys can always hit me up. It could be inbox, DM, or email me, even if it's just to say what's up. That's cool, too. So I'm wishing you all a beautiful and safe week. It's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.